This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way, with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth bringing you quality clothing and packs at a price you deserve. Check them out at HuntworthGear.com. Man, today's podcast, I think I say it later on in the podcast, but if it doesn't get you pumped up for like going out, going on an adventure, kind of throwing caution to the wind, hunting a place that you've never hunted before, um, man, I don't know if it's for you. This dude, so Lane's been on the podcast before. He um, was on with Johnny Stewart, met him. You know, he's he's one of the guys you have met in person, heard a lot of good things about him from, like, Greg Litzinger and a lot of the East Coast guys. And met him in person down there, met him again when we were back in PA. And uh, the dude is just a riot, young kid, getting after it. But I think he kind of embodies everything that we – kind of talk about here on the podcast about like seeking out adventure like he's he says he's really cheap he spends his money on tags and gas um he's he's just getting out there uh, and trying to have these experiences and learn and uh he's not an expert uh but he's a killer and uh, a super humble guy did a an amazing thing you know killed uh four turkeys on public land in three different states in four days so I mean, 
and he says he's not a turkey guy. So I think this podcast uh, is going to be a fun listen for everybody. And and on here we are talking about um, just kind of going into like my uh, normal intro stuff. The hunting turkeys with a bow uh, with no blind and, and being hard and a hunt that I was going to go to. Uh, and I hunted this morning. Um, no blind bow uh, completely screwed it up. That'll be on the next podcast. Um, but uh, everything did well. And the Huntworth gear, one of the things that I was recounting this story to John, and he's like, he's like, the Huntworth camel must have worked. I called these turkeys in, you know, no blind. I was sitting in the shadows. But um, after I missed this bird, took some feathers off, uh, his buddies were beating up my my Jake decoy at about maybe six or seven yards and uh, I'm moving around in there, got my phone up and the, you know, the turkeys did not care one bit. So the camouflage, this tarnin pattern, probably my favorite one that they have, uh, worked like a T this morning. Uh, it was just, uh, the guy behind the bow failed. <laughs> Everything worked, but, um, it was fun. It's going to be fun to tell you the story and how stupid I am. And, you know, Lane and I talk about some of those similar things uh, on on this podcast. And I know you guys are going to love it. Um, we got to give a shout out to the Patreons. Like, we're finally getting this bear hunt uh, nailed down for 2024. We've got the dates for um, the 2023 Patreon hunt. Uh, so if you guys are Patreons, uh, get a hold of me so I can get you the dates. Um, we can start coordinating on that. We've got TAC coming up. We're going to be up there, um, you know, with hanging out with some of our sponsors. Genesis 3D is going to be up there. Latitude is going to be up there. Um, Zinger uh, with their Kanadi arrows are going to be up there. And it's always a fun time. So come find us. I think Lane's going to come up um and hang out with us. Greg Litzinger is going to be up there uh, figuring out our cookout again this year. Going to be Saturday, um, you know. But as always, you got to find it to be there. Um, but uh, we're usually not that hard to find. Uh, hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll we'll direct you. But you know, uh, Huntworth gives away a, a set of their clothes every quarter. Kanadi Arrows gives away a dozen arrows and zingers. Um, Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge, I was using that to scout the last time, putting pins on there where these birds were roosted. Uh, best imaging in the land. Uh, check them out at SpartanForge.ai. They give away a year-long membership to their service. Um, Lucky Buck, they give away either their mineral, and if you can't use their mineral, you get uh, some of their seed. Vitalized Seed, we've got that going in the ground in Wisconsin and uh, the UP right now, really excited to see what that does, not only now for, but for in the future as well, uh, because what that does is help to build the soil. Uh, but they give away some of their seed. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody, Big Shot Targets. Big Shot Targets gives away a target, and uh, we're going to be having them back on to talk about their um, their indoor, um, you know, I forget what they call them, like the, the, the like movie style targets. Like, so... You set up the targets, and then you've got the motion. You can take your own trail cam pictures, your own videos, um, and you can put it into the system, and you can shoot at those animals. So uh, super cool uh, stuff there from Big Shot. But they give away one of their targets. Um, who else am I forgetting? I mean, I've got to be forgetting somebody. I feel like NASCAR guy. But all of these companies, Latitude, Latitude gives away a set of their sticks. Um, 
you know, all stuff that we use, uh, guys that we like. We talk about it on the podcast here about Lane coming and hanging out with the Latitude guys and, um, you know, meeting up with the big shot guys there and in PA. These are all companies that, you know, I've become friends with. I believe in these companies. I believe in these people. Um, and they give back to the Patreons. And that's because you guys support us. So if you want to be part of that, you want to be part of the Marco Polo community, uh, check that out at patreon.com forward slash Bowen Chronicles podcast. You can check it out on our Instagram, uh, on their website, any of that stuff. But this podcast right here with Lane, you guys are going to be jacked uh, to hear this kid and uh, how excited he is and what a what a cool story um, but as always thanks for listening all right everybody adam back with another episode of the bow hunter chronicles podcast and today we got a re- return guest on here the last time he was on he didn't say a whole bunch but uh we got some questions for this boy uh lane hausner uh, this guy's uh, <laughs> a killer just a straight killer so how you doing man Oh. Not too bad, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I uh, I had to work oh, today. It's so not I, recording? It, it was recording. Okay. It just uh, you're frozen there for a second. But uh, we're doing good. Oh, gotcha. Had to uh, work today, so I didn't get to hunt this morning. Hunted the last two days and uh, was tired. <laughs> tired, you know. <laughs> but uh, oh, I know, buddy. I know. But but Lane. So one of the things that I like about like Lane is like an infectious dude. Like he's, he's got like so much energy, like so much positivity. Um, and the one thing that I think about when I think about Lane is last year, like at the, I met him at the mobile hunting expo and then he was on the podcast down there, but I was talking to him about the film festival. Cause you film and all that stuff. And uh, I was like, you got a film in here. And he's like, no man, it was like, 25 bucks to enter and i didn't really have 25 bucks then like dude so this year lane if you don't have a film in the festival like yeah i'll back you buddy i got your 25 bucks (laughs) cool man yeah i just i don't know man like i made my whole life pretty much about just saving money and like you know just keep hunting pretty much you know so like any money i get i just make sure it goes to like what I actually like doing instead of like stuff that I don't need. You know what I mean? So like for me to put up a, a film in the film contest, eh, <laughs> rather just pocket that 25 bucks, and like buy a PA tag with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Like, so, you know, we talk a lot about gear and stuff on this podcast. So like from that standpoint, and I guess that goes into one of the questions that I've had in the back of my mind for like a while, like since meeting you to like watching your videos till like right now, I was yeah. like, dude, I got to ask, do you need a new, I think it's got, it's, it, it's hard to tell, but it might be like a Buffalo Sabres hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, dude, I got this hat. Uh, first time I ever went to Jackson Hole, I believe it was like 2015. And dude, like this hat has been through every stage of my life, dude. You know what I mean? Like through when I was playing like college hockey for a couple semesters, dude, I had like, I got pictures with it in there, dude. Like every single animal I've pretty much killed has been with this hat on, dude. It's rough looking. Like my girlfriend gives me so much crap. She's like, it's purple now. Just get rid of it. She got me a flyers hat. And like, you know, she, I don't even wear that thing. I ain't going to lie to you, but like, Dude, I just can't, like, I, I love this hat, man. It's, like, just my lucky hat, you know what I mean? It's falling apart, though, dude. It's falling apart. Like, at some point here, 
in the next probably year, year and a half, I'm probably going to have to retire it or try to get my grandma to patch it up or something. I don't know, man. We'll figure it out when it happens. Is that what it is, though, a Sabres hat? Because I've always looking at it. I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate the Sabres, dude. I hate the Sabres. I'm a Flyers fan. But uh, it's just like some some uh, fly fishing shop we went into at Jackson Hole, and they just had this cool buffalo hat. And I was like, hmm, sick. It was like brown, yellow, and like, it looked sick at the time. You know, now it's all faded out and just looks purple and like i looked at the bison the other day dude the bison's like full on yellowish brown dude like it, it never started out as that color man it's just <laughs> all the years all sweat dude <laughs> yeah i don't know oh that's that's freaking awesome so from like a from like a gear standpoint like we, we've done a couple podcasts on it and, and talked about like this infatuation with with gear and like people saying okay well that's what that's what they can control right so rather than like time scouting or time in the woods or like buying tags they're like well if i buy like this cool new stuff that'll probably help me or it'll make me feel better about not killing anything or whatever and i'm guilty of this too it's not like it's not like i'm throwing stones here right so for you like what's your like for for all hunting because like we'll get into it but you said like i'm a deer guy not a turkey guy so like what are your like main like must have items aside from a, a quality lucky hat um for you know that really move the needle versus you know like some of this gimmicky stuff or whatever yeah um dude sticks are a big one man sticks you know saddle platform um i'm a saddle hunter obviously so like you know my saddles real important my backpack real important to me like you know i, I won't go in the woods without that um good good set of boots that's pretty much it, man. Like camo wise, I mean, everything I got is pretty much from Walmart or like got it somehow discounted. You know what I mean? Like I'm a straight cheapskate, man. Like I ain't gonna lie to you. So like if I can save a penny on that, like, yeah, sometimes dude, I'm miserable in the woods. You know what I mean? I got no base layers on, no nothing. I got like, I got a pair of those Wrangler. Uh, I don't even know what you call them, but like those like athletic pants that you get at Walmart for like 20 some bucks. Mm-hmm. Dude, I got a bunch of pairs of them. I love them for like early season. And then as like winter starts coming on, we start doing more drives and, you know, snow's falling. I mean, obviously it gets cold here in PA, you know, uh, I have a pair of like insulated uh, Wrangler pants that I just, I rock. And dude, they keep me warm. And like, yeah, for me, it's like, not really like i'll just suck it up i'd rather be colder than hotter like i'd rather be i'd rather be like just freezing than like just totally dripping sweat you know what i mean so like i can suck it up i'm pretty tough i you know i ain't gonna go out of the woods just because i'm miserable i'm just gonna suck it up and be cold and try to adjust for next for next time you know what i mean but yeah as far as like equipment wise must-haves like i said you know everything pretty good except my clothing wise. <laughs> and so like, what, what's your like go-to backpack, you know, or like the, yeah. or like the sticks you're running, what saddle, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. Last year I was running the trophy line. Uh, was it the CAY pack mm-hmm. with like the saddle thing? I, I don't even know what you call it, but yeah, I got that. And then I got uh tethered freaking like predator one platform that i got when i did my internship with the untamed i'm still rocking that thing i love it you know i wrapped it all in the paracord so it like keeps my feet nice and warm uh and, and it's quiet too and then saddle wise i'm using that dry rad mini and dude that thing's like like last year it was awesome man i ain't gonna lie to you like dude it, it's just so nice because i can put it in my backpack and i can go in and it takes up no room whatsoever when i get to my tree pull it out climb up it and 
hunt or if I'm hunting on the ground, heck, just leave it in there. I mean, it weighs nothing, folds up into, you know, nothing. So, yeah, that's kind of my arsenal last year. This year, I'll probably be running some latitude stuff, I'm guessing, but I don't know yet. We'll see. Cool, cool. I heard those are pretty cool guys. Um, but yeah. You know, what, what do I know, right? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun at the Harrisburg show. I know. With you guys. I know. Just, you just roll up like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's the beers. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was feeling good after that, dude. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, um, it was. See, so you say that you're a deer guy, right? Yeah. And you, we, I think we talked last time, like you killed a, a, a Sika and oh, yeah. uh, some other stuff. What What does it mean to you to be like not a turkey guy? Um, or what is like the definition of a turkey guy? <laughs> well like dude i ain't gonna lie to you man i i haven't killed that many turkeys i'm like dude if a jake presents itself dude i'm taking the i'm taking the jake man you know what i mean like i i don't know like i this year going into it i was like i ain't gonna hardly spend any time or like money chasing turkeys like i'm gonna save all my pennies i can and like take off a lot during deer season and really focus on deer season so that was kind of my mindset going into it and like turkey's awesome don't get me wrong but like it's just not like deer dude like there's just something special about deer. Like I, I can't even like, you know, say words for it, but dude, it's just like, there's nothing like a crisp November morning or like end of October, man. When they start hitting those scrapes, dude, like it, uh, yeah, there's just something about deer. Tur- it, like far as like what I'm saying would be a Turkey killer. Like someone like, I don't know. You ever hear like Derek Anderson from like the Bayside Legion or like Bond Stanley, like dude, those boys are straight up turkey killers man like they just put all their time and effort into into turkey hunting you know what i mean like bonds bonds did the 49 i think he completed it last year and i believe Derek's at like 46 right now so i mean he's gonna complete it probably next year and yeah i mean to me in my eyes like those are true like turkey killers you know what i mean and dude it's all it's all what you want you know what i mean there's there's people that love waterfowl hunting dude I, I could care less about waterfowl you know what i mean if i get invited out one time this year you know never dude so what dude like it's just waterfowl but like dude i cannot go without deer hunting man <laughs> but now now that i killed those four birds dude the turkey's a little bit more on my mind now you know what i mean <laughs> and but. why do you think that is do you think like at, because like look at it from from my perspective or like from the listener's perspective or from from you know hell laying a month ago right yeah like the 49 or traveling out of state to kill turkeys where you don't know where they're at or like you're not a turkey guy or like, yeah. you know, I want to spend my time and everything for, for deer. Yeah. Going and killing four birds in three days in three different states. <laughs> like now maybe does it seem more attainable? Oh, dude, a hundred percent, man. I've been actually like researching it hard, dude. Like I've been like <laughs> looking at Florida, like next year I'll complete the slam. I should have done it. If I would have been smart, like all the, this whole trip came up kind of just last minute. My brother like went out to uh, Fort Sill for a boot camp, and then he told me he was graduating May fifth. So like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know till like March. You know what I mean? That I was like even going to be going out there, and I was like, well, screw it, man. I might as well go out and try to kill something. So I just started like researching it, researching it hard, and came up with, all right, I'm gonna go hit Kansas first. You know, my my initial plan was. All right, I'm going to try to hit Kansas and probably just spend like my whole week there pretty much, you know what I mean? And try to kill a bird. And if not, heck, I'll put miles on deer scouting, you know what I mean? At least it'll, it'll pay off deer scouting. And then, then I killed one there. And then I was like, well, screw it, man. I want to keep killing stuff. So I was like, 
I'm going to roll down to Oklahoma and try to get me a Rio. So I went down to Oklahoma that same day, put one to bed, hunted him the next morning and got close to him and then killed in the evening. And then after that, I was like, I met some boys from Arkansas. So I went back to their camp and was just, you know, hanging out, drinking some beers and stuff. And also I got this wild edge to like, got to New Mexico, dude. And they're like, come film, come film us in the morning. And I was like, ah, you know, we'll see. And then I pulled up on X and I was like, hmm, dude, I could, I could, uh, you know, freaking kill something or like just film these guys and just waste some more days, you know? So I pulled to put on my mapping thing and found New Mexico, found how much public they have. And I was like, screw it, dude. So I rolled out to Mexico at like 1130 at night, got out there at like 430 in the morning and pretty much just found birds that whole first day. And then went in the next morning and killed too. <laughs> so, so let's, let's go into that trip. Like when you, when you decided that you were going to go out there, like yeah. what, when you're going through like the planning process and yeah. I, I know a bit of the story, but like, yeah, where, like, what's your, what's your mindset? Right. So like yeah. with deer, we're like, okay, well, we'll look and we can, we can look at the record books and we can see where lots of deer were taken. We can look at the areas that we want to hunt. We're going to look at the time of year that we're going to hunt and we're going to say, okay, well, here's a pinch. Here's, here's, this looks like bedding. Like this is where yeah. I want to go for going to, you know, at least one yeah. of these states, you didn't have any clue that you were even going to go there, you yeah. know, or so how are you like, as far as like, where are you going to stay? What are you going to eat? You know, you're going by yourself, like yeah. time frame, right? So yeah. what's the planning that goes into it? Dude, a lot of map scouting, dude, a lot of map scouting. And like the reason I picked, so I was new going to go out to just Oklahoma at first, but then I pulled up their licensing and it was like 180, right? And I was like, dang, dude, it's kind of expensive. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, let me see what other states are close by. So then I pulled up Kansas. Obviously, Kansas is like just north of Oklahoma. And I was like, you know what? I already have my hunting license for Kansas. So that saves me some money. All I got to do is buy a $60 turkey tag. You know what I mean? And dude, I'm set. So that's what I did. I just went out. Like, well, I guess I didn't just go out, but like I bought the $60 tag and then pretty much my initial plan. I knew I wasn't going to like how I, how I like to drive out is I like to do it all just in one shot. Have you ever been overwhelmed by the hundreds of food plot seed mixes out there? Well, you are not alone. And Vitalized Seed has developed a seed program that takes the guesswork out of food plotting. Vitalized Seed has two core mixes, the Nitro Boost and Carbon Load, to keep it simple. Nitro Boost is their spring-summer food plot mix, and Carbon Load is the fall plot mix, each having a diverse mix of over a dozen different seed types that are highly attractive to whitetail. Food plotting made simple, but it gets even better. Each mix provides necessary nutrients to the soil, making for better plots each season and saving you money by needing less Roundup and less fertilizer each season. The 1-2 system simplifies your food plots just how nature intended. Vitalize Seed. Make biology work for you. Order now at vitalizeseed.com. You know, I don't, I don't like it's, it was like an 18 hour drive or something. Like I woke up early in the morning, did it all in one shot. I knew I wasn't going to get out there and roost any birds or nothing. So like having that experience in Kansas, like hunting, deer hunting it, I kind of had this one area in mind. So I went back there. At least that was going to be my starting point. Right. Since I walked out of the truck, dude, I was made it like 40 yards. And I heard these birds gobble. Right. So like 
pretty much everything went out the window. I was just focused on these birds gobbling. After I killed there, then I was like, all right, now I really got to start focusing in like Oklahoma. So bought my tag. And as I'm going down to Oklahoma, man, I'm pulling up on maps and I'm just like looking where I think Rio's are. Right. And I'm also looking at, you can go online at the like Oklahoma DNR page or whatever and pull up like county records where it has the most turkey kills. And I was like, all right, I want to target the like top three counties pretty much like that have the top kills, you know? So I found them and pretty much just started there. And a big thing out there is trees, right? Cause like these turkeys, they got to roost somewhere and they got to have like the specific trees they want to roost. So if you find trees, odds are there's going to be birds, right? So that's kind of, that was kind of my game plan going into Oklahoma. Dude, I got lucky. I got there like super late. And as I was driving down the road to go to camp, oh, and also like camp wise, this is kind of random, but like, dude, I ain't really worried about camp. Like I'll just, wherever I sleep, I'm sleeping in my car. So it don't matter if I pull off the road or anything, like my car is my camp. So like I'm pretty mobile, you know, but yes, I'm driving down the road, headed back to like an area where I'm going to pull off and sleep right for the night. And all of a sudden dude, like 30 yards out in this tree, a big tree. I was like, I was like, dang, probably going to be a bird recently. And I like just peeked over and do something red caught my eye. And I was like, no freaking way. Is that a turkey? And you know, threw it in reverse real quick, drove back threw my binos up dude sure enough it's a bird and i was like no freaking way dude you know so like right off the bat i was pretty much in birds and like once i find birds i ain't i'm not gonna go leave birds to go hunt other birds that i have no idea where they're even at right so pretty much all my focus was just in there and then once i killed in there then like <laughs> going to new mexico was pretty much the same thing like bought my license as I'm driving, you know what I mean? Like pulling up maps and my maps ain't even loading, dude. Cause like <laughs> North Texas and like West Oklahoma, dude, not the best service wise. So like I got, I got a map to load and pretty much there, like everything's rural desertine, like prairie, right? So everything's brown. Everything looks nasty on the map besides like a couple chunks that I can see are green. And I'm like, all right, there has to be water there. There has to be trees there. There has to be turkeys there. So that's pretty much where I focused. I found like the first little green patch that had a bunch of public and the, that was the closest I can make it there in like, you know, a couple hours drove there and I was going to go out in the morning, but honestly, I was just too tired. I missed my alarm. And <laughs> then when I woke up, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I'm pretty much SOL for the, you know, the morning. Cause I, I didn't hear any, you know, I, I didn't even hunt. So I was like, I'm just going to hit the pavement and just start driving around trying to find birds. And it like, New Mexico is wild. Like they got a lot of public land that is just nothing, right? Like, you know, you'd hunt antelope on it, but like there ain't going to be any turkeys. And like, once I hit this little like river bottom or like drainage in, in New Mexico, dude, it was just turkeys galore, man. I mean, I was just finding them left and right. I mean, I don't even know how many birds I counted, but like it was probably over 30, 40 birds, you know, different birds. And I was like, all right, this is kind of the area I need to be. So I basically just put all my effort into that area and rooster bird at night and went in the next morning and killed him and then the second one was just dumb luck you know what i mean just <laughs> everyone gets a, everyone gets an easy one once in a while and i guess that was mine but yeah so that's pretty much my go-to like scouting thing trees water and <laughs> there's gonna be turkeys so prior to this trip like how many turkeys had you killed oh man i'm probably only a handful dude like couple in PA, one in Ohio, one in West Virginia, one in Kansas. Like, I think I only have like four states, maybe five states, you know what I mean? Before this. And then once I went out there, you know, added another two, which was cool. Kansas was already like, Kansas was just repeat state, but it was cool. So for, for a guy who says he's not a turkey hunter, 
or like he's I mean he's, he's like killed like four or five states prior to this. Yeah. What, what were you doing that for before? Was that when you were like with the Untamed? Was it for for filming for yourself? Was it for something, or was yeah. it like, uh, well, just I'm going to go hunt man. something now? Yeah, just for fun, man. The Kansas one was like when I was a god. I met these dudes out in, out in uh, that came out to Wyoming. You know, they're from Kansas, and they're like, "Do we have a pile of birds? Come out and shoot one." And that was like my first bird I ever shot was in Kansas. I didn't film it, nothing, you know. And then after that, I was like, "Two turkey hunt, sweet man." And I was never like Easterns back in PA, way tougher than Easterns, but out in Kansas, man. I, I don't care what anyone says, just a different breed. And then I started getting, you know, after that, I've got kind of the turkey bug, and I started getting into it more. You know, started killing a couple birds, like. Just traveling hunting how i always do you know like I, I like to travel and hunt that's that's how i've always been so what's the difference between like say i mean what's the most pressured state that you've hunted birds in yeah maryland it's just because dude there is so many dudes and you got to think about it like maryland opens before pa and pa has a lot of pressure so what what is everyone doing going down to maryland to try to hunt you know so it's just like nothing but pa plates in the parking lot and once once pa opens and pressure kind of dies down but you know all the turkeys have been hunted for like a couple weeks you know so it it maryland's tough man maryland is the toughest state as far as pressure wise because i had heard you say um that um when you were out west there wasn't like a lot of pressure you weren't hunting pressured birds you were hunting like birds yeah. in their natural state so like yeah you ran into some guys from arkansas did you run into anybody else out there hunting birds nope. or did you see people that were turkey hunting at all nope i was the only people i've seen turkey hunting and like it was pretty much like i was driving on this road looking at my maps and i was like should i dive into this piece i see on blow past me right and i'm like i bet you like you know how it is when you're out driving around and you're just like kind of sense there's a hunter right and you're like hmm, what's that boy doing you know he, he's got like the first light sticker on the back of his windshield or the back of his uh truck you know like you're just like all right this boy's hunting and then i was actually I was like, where's he going? And I was like, I was pulling up other public pieces and there was another stellar piece that I kind of wanted to check out. So I drove back in there. Sure enough, those boys are getting out. So I pull up next to them. I knew they were going in, but I was like, you guys coming or going? And they're like, going in. I'm like, oh, dang it. And I just drove off, you know? And then uh, I freaking, what I do? Oh, I took a little nap, I think. And then as I was going out, like gas out there is really scarce, right? So as I was going out to get gas, I passed this private piece that's like, everything out there is like all broken up. Right. So this private piece is pretty much like surrounded by public and dude, there's like nine birds in there, like two strutters full blown, you know, all puffed up. And I'm like, no way. I was like, well, I'm gonna go get gas first and like, you know, see, you know, come back to them. I mean, it's only like 12 o'clock. Right. So I go down and get gas. And as I'm leaving the town, I'm driving back, it's like a two lane highway. All of a sudden, whoop, Arkansas truck, same truck, dude blows past me. And I'm like, dude, don't tell me they're going to go down that road, dude. Don't tell me they're going to go down that road and see those birds, dude. So I'm freaking, you know, I'm pedal the metal now, just on them, dude, like driving, driving. Like, what are they going to do? What are I mean, I'm looking on maps, you know, and all of a sudden, boom, blinker comes on to turn left. I'm like, oh my God, dude, are you kidding? Like, it was down the exact road that I saw these birds on, you know, freaking dude. Luckily, they pull off, put his window down, and I roll up, put my window down. He's like, yo, are you like, you turkey on? And I was like, yeah, dude, like, you know. And I was like, are you the same boys that I saw before? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we kind of got talking a little bit. They didn't kill anything, but I got there. I was like, what's your number, man? Like, just in case, you know, I'm getting some stuff out here that, you know, I need some help or, you know, if you need help or whatever, you know. So I got their number. And he's like, you know, or I was like, uh, when I left, I was like, do you want to go first or do you mind if I go first? And he's like, oh, you can go first. And I was like, ah, 
you know, just wheeled them, dude. <laughs> Freaking dust flying, dude. And I'm like, all right, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, I'm not going to stop at this piece where their birds are. I was like, I know they're going to be there. I was like, I don't even want to make, I don't want to even like let these boys know that I seen them. Right. So I just fly past it, dude, hit the stop sign, go through the stop sign. And also I look at my rear view and the truck just stops right there. And I'm like, Oh man, they see these freaking birds, dude. So I pull into the first public piece, you know, I'm sitting there and also I hear their truck coming and he pulls in and he's like, dude, he's like, do you see those birds in there? I'm like, yeah, man, I saw him, you know, I saw him. He's like, yeah, man, they're always in there. He's like, we hunted here last year. Like, they're always in here, man. He's like, they ain't going off that oil pad at all. So, like, if you're trying to get on them on public, he's like, it's probably not going to happen. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see once. And, like, you know, we kind of just bullshitted for a little bit. And then they, they skedaddled. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try it. Like, everyone has seen these birds. I was like, I got to go hunt, like, other birds. So, went back to a spot that I pinned with, like, a hen track in it. And that's actually where I found, like, the turkey that i kill but that's wild yeah dude it was odd like dude it was just like a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv it's kind of funny like all the stories like and all like just the random people and the random things that happen on you out on these trips you know what i mean like it's just, it's just funny, man. It's crazy. Well, you talk about that, like, so I, I've been hunting. You know, we bow hunt them, right? I haven't hunted. Yeah, with yeah, a, yeah. I haven't hunted with a gun. I haven't yeah. even hunted with a, with anybody with a gun in like the last four or five years. You know, yeah. for turkeys, because I don't know. We've got some private pieces that are like super easy, and we've got yeah. these big public pieces where there's tons and tons of birds. But same thing, you know, like what you're saying from PA, like just guys galore and freaks. Yeah. But the birds are always there. So oh, like, yeah. I, I got a buddy from the Marines who had never turkey hunted before. And he was like, you know, he, he deer hunts, he bow hunts a little bit. And he, I'm like, you want to go turkey hunting? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I'd never been. So he had a gun and we yeah. did some running and gunning last, uh, like Wednesday. I think it was, yeah. I don't even know what day today's Thursday. So it was Tuesday, Tuesday we went yeah, yeah. and, uh, we went out, and I went out the day before and there's these couple fields, there's birds, long beards in both fields. So yeah. I had to pick and choose. So I picked the one that was further away. Cause I thought, and we drove separate and I almost had him park at the other field. Like we yeah. were in there yeah, and then hop in with me, but we didn't do that. So I picked yeah. the one we went and there's bird birds gobbling off the roost, birds gobbling everywhere, which was kind of yeah. wild because it's it, for us, our season's been open for like, a month at this point yeah. and everybody and their brother hunt this property. And so those birds were gobbling. We, we seen one other truck come in, but nothing. We moved call, yeah. had some birds gobbling, kept moving. while go up to that other field. And there's four times like out in the middle of it, just full strut chasing around, going to breed this hen. Yeah. Sneaking to the edge, start calling. And then, Another hen starts calling back right kind of by where we're at. Yeah. So sneak around and it's all water on the backside of this field. So we're walking through all this water. Like nobody's gone this way. Like there's yeah. nothing. Get over. And those birds are still out in the middle. I'm like, get set up. Get set up. Start calling. You know, then the hen starts. She comes right over to us. We spook her out of there. But those birds 
start just what I thought we were going to start pulling the hens over closer to us. You know, they kept pulling, 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 pulling all of a sudden, boom, boom, somebody, I called them in for somebody else. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) And uh, so we watched them take the bird and all that stuff. And then went out, we got on a couple other birds that were still gobbling, you know, like nine, 10 o'clock, you know, just on their own gobbling, not, you know, nobody around. And then we ended up calling in a hen, like right, right to us, like six feet away, probably. And, you know, no, no birds. And it was just crazy to me, like how vocal they were. Cause we, we called in uh, so that was Wednesday, that was Wednesday, Tuesday morning. We called in long beard, a Jake and a little one on, uh, some, some private and they never gobbled, they gobbled on the roost and that was it. They never made a sound. Really, you know, yeah, and and they weren't pressured at all. But you talk about like things that happen on public or like the stories that you have. Like that same piece of property years ago, I called one in when I was still hunting with a gun. I called one from like six, seven hundred yards away. I watched him come all the way across. I watched him cross the road. Yeah, come coming right to my decoys. He was like probably eighty yards from me, and another dude shoots at him out of the pines that was parked right next to me. You know, uh-huh. he see my decoys and everything, you know? So, uh-huh. so it's just, it's wild, but, but that's sort of like running and gunning style. Like yeah. is, is a lot harder to do with a bow. Um, oh, so, no so I loved it, like getting out there and just being able to like really move, mm-hmm. you know, on these, on these turkeys and like have a, I don't know. I feel like you have a chance. Like you always got a chance, but like, like sometimes like. I'll put the video up of your, your Kansas hunt. Cause that one's already on there. Yeah. But like how you moved and got into that, like log structure, you know, like all the yeah, that yeah. falls and stuff, but yep. like that doesn't always happen. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to be, you know, you're, you're either like caught in the open or you just got to find a tree or something. Yep. And like with, with a bow, that's so hard, you know, oh, and there's just so yep. much more fun, like, like doing it like you did there and, and yeah, you know, using the, the terrain and all that stuff. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we used to bow hunt turkeys or like I used to back in like past couple years with that Ohio lease, but dude, the price just got outrageous. So I actually like dropped that lease. But dude, bow hunt turkeys without a blind and like trying to run in gun style. Man, every the stars have to align, man. The stars have to align. And even when they do align, freaking rough, dude. It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I killed my first one last year with a bow. Yeah. And that's after five years, and I probably shot at seven of them, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I believe it. So, so it's like one of those things where I guess I feel like, and I've said this before a lot, like any turkey, and I want to get your opinion on this because yours is a little bit different. Like now you're traveling out of state and doing all this yeah. stuff. Like, like any turkey that I shoot at or I miss or whatever, like, there's a lot of smiles that go along with it. There's a lot of like, you know, it was a fun, you know, you had the opportunity, everything lined up and then you just messed it up, but there's no Turkey. That's like, you know, a a Boone and Crockett or like a double (laughs) drop time or like a Turkey of a lifetime. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Dude, if I, (laughs) if I miss a big buck, dude, it takes years. Like I am pretty much borderline suicidal for like, three four weeks after that dude like if you know what i mean like i'm like just an emotional wreck dude like just freaking just the lowest of lows man where it's like dude i missed i missed like a turkey last year with my bow 
And dude, it was like, yeah, I was heartbroken, but like, dude, it wasn't the end of the world. Like, you know, I was over it in like two, three hours, you know, I was like, yeah, well, at least I cleanly missed him. I didn't like hurt him. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I don't know, dude, deer's just like, there's something, there's something about deer versus turkey, in my opinion. Like, turkey's way more just like, all right, man, let's go out and just have a good time. You know, where it's like, deer's like, all right, I'm here. I'm like stealth mode and we're going to kill something big, you know, like, and it's totally secret, like versus, versus freaking Turkey where it's like, Oh dude, I don't, I don't care. Like I'm there, I was calling like everyone, dude, after I killed these birds, dude, like everyone, man, just like, Hey man, I haven't talked to you in years, man, but what's up? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just fun. Well, and I agree with you, you know, like, uh, and I feel like, and, and you've been out elk hunting. So like, maybe you can like, put the two together but i think that that i mean i'd be i think i'd be really devastated like if i like messed up on an elk or something just just because you don't you don't live out there so you don't have Mm -hmm. that many opportunities right yes but Mm -hmm. i feel like because you can call them because they're i mean you're not hearing a buck 200 yards away grunting or yeah you know doe bleating or anything like that where elk and turkey you know, you're like, oh shit, he's over there. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I feel like because they're so vocal, you're always like in the game. And I think that that's maybe the deer is like elusive, like more elusive. Yeah. But I think it's, it's all, there's also like a different measuring stick. Like, what yeah. is there a Boone and Crockett turkey? <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, <laughs> not really, man. Like, if he has a, if he has a rope and you know he's like you can kind of see his spurs. And I'm honestly, dude, like. I don't really look even at the spurs at all. Like I'm, I'm not focused. Like I'm just like, dude, Oh my God, it's a rope, dude. Like I'm killing this bird. You know what I mean? But it's not like, Holy crap, dude. He's, I think he's double bearded. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's, it's never like that. You know, it's just, yeah. But I mean, there's like a Boone and Crockett for, for bears or, you know, there's Boone yeah. and Crockett for other animals, you know, antelope and you know, whatever. Yeah. Like no. what is a record book book Turkey? Like how, dude, how do you know? know like I don't know. Like, do they take the spur measurement plus the like beard measurement and add them all together and get that's your Boone and Crockett, or is it like? Because I know bears, you like get the skull measurements. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. do they measure the skull? Like, I don't. Maybe they do THP's thing where they just measure the whole bird, dude, and that's Boone and Crockett. It's like, like fifty or something. Like this one is like almost eleven or so, right? Yeah. But this one is like nine inches, and this is a hen. <laughs> <laughs> I shot a beard dude, the hen. Hen, Yeah, the hen beards are like little. Dude, here, look at these spurs real quick. This is my <laughs> first Kansas bird. I got them right here. Dude, like, you want to talk about freaking hooks, dude? Oh, I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can see them or not. Oh, wait, where's my camera? Dude, they are hooks, dude. Like, straight up hooks. And And that's the thing is, like, I would love to kill a bird with like big spurs. Like I've yeah. never killed everything here is like I think the biggest uh spurs on a turkey that I've killed is like an inch and a, an eighth or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. nothing compared to like like what you what you just showed me, like hooks. Like, <laughs> yeah, like inch and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I mean that's that to me would be like super cool, but like you got to have like a spotter or something to be like, oh yeah, I think yeah. his hooks, those are definitely, uh, oh, you yeah. know, he's a shooter, right? Like there's no way. And like, I was yeah. posed that question. Like when we were up doing our, that live podcast, it was like, what, what do you do if a Jake comes in? I'm like, I shoot him. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. like, I'm not passing on turkeys. Like, it, uh, you know, whatever. Oh. <laughs> 
one of the things though that I was thinking from that Kansas video, yep. right? With your with your setup and you know, you're sleeping in the back of the truck and all that stuff. Like yeah. you make the video, you're having a ball, you're doing you're getting the shots for all that stuff, and you like put that turkey. I'm like, he put his turkey right in his bedroom. Like you just lay the oh, turkey yeah. like right in the back, like on top oh, of all yeah. your stuff. Like what's oh, yeah. what was your deal for like uh like plan for like processing and you know, yeah. get transport and like, cause turkeys are nasty. Like once you oh, like got to break them down, th- that carcass is disgusting. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first and foremost, you don't even want to smell the inside of my store <laughs> right now, dude. Like it smells like a straight up turkey farm, dude. Or like, I, I can't even put a like smell to it or like a taste to it or like whatever, but dude, it is rancid dude especially with the get hot too like it's like i mean everything's out you know what i mean like i don't have any turkey parts in there but she still freaking stinks dude i don't understand it but uh yeah pretty much i just broke them down just disposed of the carcass and then you know took the breast took the legs and just i had a cooler you know just put boop right in there because it's like you know most of the times you know you keep the fan you keep oh yeah well i kept the fan i ain't gonna lie to you but like i just put it like i just set it right in the corner right next to like so i kind of keep I kind of keep my clothes. So like my back seat, right. It's a bench seat. The one doesn't fold down or the one, they both fold down, but I kept the one up and I put all my like clothes, everything that was like pretty much essential right there. And then I put my sleeping bag, boom, right on the other side. So I was like flat out. Right. And then when I wasn't driving, I had my like cooler up in my uh, front seat. When I was driving, obviously it was just sitting right in the back, like pretty much on my, uh, sleeping bag and then to the left of my sleeping bag was pretty much dead space so i have like my boots my backpack some chargers like stuff that can get kind of dirty you know what i mean that i'm not super super worried about if it gets broken or like gets damaged or gets blood on it you know what i mean so pretty much i set the turkey right on the left side and just kind of had it right in there until i you know cut her up and got rid of it because that that, that's where i put the fans too like i I went out and got like plastic baggies i put the feet you know i mean obviously i kept the spurs you know put the feet in there put the beard in there put a little salt in there and then i pretty much just like turkey like fans stay pretty flexible for the most part you know until they like actually dry dry so like i just kind of just folded it up and tucked it in there but yeah that's kind of how i did it because like that's one of the things especially like you know in and you can probably speak to this more than i can because it when we do it it's a little less run and gunny like we're not sleeping in a vehicle um yeah but like for deer you know like it's all well and good you got your truck is packed up tight and you're going out there and then you shoot something and and especially like early season or when it's warm out it's like shit man now we now we gotta figure this out right yeah so I don't know. That that's one of the things I was thinking about with <clears throat> temperatures, right? Because you you weren't yeah. in like the cool areas, and no, no, no. and uh, and just having four birds, like four, you know, bunches of turkey parts rolling oh, around know, in your bedroom, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so yep. so overall, how long was your was your trip out there? Uh, left Saturday. Um, hunted Kansas Sunday, rolled to Oklahoma. Killed Monday, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, killed Monday, Oklahoma. Then I rolled to New Mexico. Killed New Mexico, I believe. Wednesday. And then rolled to pretty much like Fort Sill. Had that, uh, it's 
right before boot camp graduation or like basic training graduation, I guess there's like a family day where you get to spend like mm -hmm. a significant amount of time with like, you know, the person. So I pretty much like went back to Oklahoma right after New Mexico. It was like six and a half hours, got in Wednesday night and then freaking my grandparents got an Airbnb and luckily like there was, you can stay with us. I was like, all right, cool. So put everything in the freezer, you know what I mean? Like actually got settled, settled and uh, yeah, spent family day with them on Thursday, Friday and then left Saturday. <laughs> Didn't hunt your way back home. You had to work. Nah, man, I had to roll, dude. Like I was trying, I was trying to get back to hunt Saturday, like back in PA, but dude, it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. So I had roller hockey games Sunday. So I just like slept and played like, I think three hockey games on Sunday. Mm, yeah. So what's the next trip that you're going to take like this now that you're officially a turkey guy? Right. Oh, dude, I'm not a turkey guy, man. Like that's <laughs> That's a load. Like, yeah, I was saying I might do the 49, but dude, I'm not even like, it ain't dead. I ain't dead set on it. Like, I'm just enjoying it. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely going to start like trying to, you know, obtain it after a couple of years. I think like I, I should be able to do it, but yeah, I'm not like, I, I consider myself still, still a deer guy, you know, but, uh, next trip is I haven't shot a Maryland bird. So I'm probably going to be trying to spend some time in Maryland here. It actually opens up, uh, all day. I believe it was like yesterday or it might've been today. So now you can hunt all day down there. So I'm probably going to try to spend a little bit more time down there, but I'm not going to like go crazy, crazy with it. Like I probably won't like take any more time off. Like, you know, I just, I probably won't. And the next like big trip for me is antelope in South Dakota, which is like early August or like what is it? this end of August, my bad. So that's pretty much the next big trip, you know? And what's the story there? Like, cause John and I looked at that, like it was like mid August, uh, trying to trying to go out out there, is that a draw or is it a like just no, over, over the, the counter? counter? Yeah, yeah, it's over the counter. And I'm actually going. We planned this back in like 2020. I'm actually going with like an outfitter, so it's only like a three day hunt. This is like really my first like outfitted hunt. So we'll see how it is, man. My buddy went out there and he killed a goat. Actually, I think he killed two goats. So like it should be. He, he was saying, he was like, dude, you, you're pretty much not like guaranteed because, you know, it's obviously hunting and it's free range stuff, but he's like, you're guaranteed to probably shoot one. You know what I mean? Like you got a good chance of it. So yeah, it's all going to be like water hole stuff and like pretty much just sitting, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, but I'm, 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 yeah, I'm damn, I'm game to a uh, freaking spot and stalk some antelope. I don't care. Yeah. That, well, and that'd be one thing too, because I mean, you're already going to have a tag right under these landowner yeah. tags. No, it, it ain't landowner tags. It's just over the counter. Okay. Yeah. Like my, well, it's, it's interesting that you say that cause my brother and I were talking about trying to do something this year and he just texted me today while I was at work and, uh, everybody in his party got drawn for South Dakota, except for him. What? That sucks, man. Yeah. Does South Dakota not do a group thing? Cause I know like Kansas, you can put in for like with a group, you know what I mean? Once you all, once one person draws, you all draw. Well, it's been like, they've been going out there for a long time. And yeah. they haven't even like had to mess with it because it was like it was a draw, but it was like a guaranteed thing. So, yeah. Uh, apparently they didn't they didn't do that, but um, that uh, that would be fun to go out there and and spot and stalk some antelope. Um, oh man, that'd be a blast. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like what's on the docket for this for this year because I want to go back to Ohio and then yeah. um I I've been trying to figure out like somewhere to hunt early like. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just you know kind of like where you're at, right? So I'll, I'm you know being in Michigan, 
Like I'm thinking about hunting Indiana because it's like a four, I can get down there in like about four hours, you know. That's and if bad. you go to like the southern southern Indiana, but like spots we were looking at was like four or five hours. Yeah, in Ohio. That was one of the things. Like they start pretty early, but they don't end until like February. So we went down yeah. there twice last year. Like just kind of looking at it from like a not like a budget like money side, but like a time mm-hmm. thing. Like where you don't have to commit eighteen hours to drive out there. Oh, I'm drive back. Man. You know. So yep, driving takes up a lot of time, dude. It takes up a lot of time. Well, and that, you know, when we went to Idaho and hunted, it was, it was a 30 hour drive. And then coming back, like, oh, it, yeah. you know, you know, like oh, it's, know. Th- it's 30 hours, but like, even if you plan on it, there's like a four hour time change by the time yep. you get back. So <laughs> it ends up being a really like a 34 hour, you know, yep. so you're just, it's just, and by the time you're coming back, you're just, just destroyed oh you know. dude just gassed man oh yeah trust me i know man especially driving all, all night through like we did it was freaking rough <laughs> so but what i was kind of getting at with that 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 turkey thing was yeah like so now you got to kill osceola for the slam right yeah but if you were going to do like an, another big like turkey trip and yeah and you weren't con- you weren't necessarily gonna because you've already killed in, in kansas twice right yeah yep, yep. if, if you weren't like focused on the slam or or yeah. not not necessarily the slam but like the 49 if yeah. you if you decided like okay well if i was gonna like do the same like budget trip with mm-hmm. um you know for for a guy that likes turkey hunting wants yeah. to get out and travel and wants to kill some stuff and see some birds yeah like where would you go for the for the I don't want yeah. to say like a sure thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to be able to do that like quickly, would you go back to the, exactly where the way that you did it? Or would you say like, you know, Montana, like, you know, whatever? Yeah, I, I probably would, man. I mean, like, it, relatively speaking, it was pretty cheap. I mean, all in all, I don't think any of the license cost me over $200. You know what I mean? So, like, as far as that standpoint, like, it was nice, you know? Like, you get out in Kentucky, dude, that's $300. You know what I mean? Or like... I'm not really too sure what other states are, but majority of them is like right in that two, three hundred dollar range. So like hitting the Southwest and only spending, you know, 170, 180, 190 bucks on tags. Dude, that ain't that bad. And then you can shoot, you know, Eastern, you can shoot Rio's, you can shoot Merriam's. I mean, they got everything kind of right down in there within like 10 hours, you know? So yeah, that was my first time ever hunting like the Southwest. I mean, obviously I said I hunted Kansas before, but like that's kind of Eastern Kansas, but like, Oklahoma man in New Mexico, it's straight desert and like prairie and like it is awesome, man. I was like New Mexico, dude, there's nothing like roosting birds and seeing like elk in the field and like antelope and then you're driving, you see some muleys, you know. I was watching also watching whitetails when those birds were going up, you know, like dude, just the like the amount of like game is just incredible, man. So like if you want to have a fun trip, be pretty cheap i would definitely hit new mexico like it, it's just fun for me just trying different turkeys like and also hearing them got like the different gobbles dude like that eastern is so freaking hard and strong you know what i mean compared to that rio which is like kind of drawn out and then that Merriam, dude it's like real long and drawn out and just quiet you know what i mean like if you're standing up on the ridge and he gobbles in the bottom you're probably not gonna hear him man you know like you got to be real close to these birds to hear him like he gobbled and i was looking at him at like 75 yards away and dude it sounded like 100 150 yards and i was like holy crap dude whereas like if i was looking at that eastern bird and he hammered at 75 dude i would have been like oh man he's rams i'm at 20 yards you know what i mean like it's just yeah 
it's just cool. I would definitely, I would definitely recommend doing that little swing again. Like that was fun. My buddy, uh, Roy from like, he was a THP uh, intern a couple years ago. He's actually up in South Dakota he hit Montana and then he hit Wyoming and now he's down in Oklahoma right now. So like, that would be a cool trip too. You know, like you're hunting like straight Merriam's in South Dakota, uh, Wyoming. And I think or I think Montana too. And then, you know, you hit Oklahoma for Rio's dude. It'd be, that'd be a fun little trip too. So what, uh, species of animal have you hunted? How many? Yeah. Oh, dude, pretty much everything besides antelope, mountain lion, and moose pretty much. I mean, it's like, like, like I never go it either. You know what I mean? Like I'm not rich, but like, I wouldn't even on my like bucket list hunts, dude, for some reason, like goat and sheep, dude, they don't really appeal to me too much. Probably. Cause I know I'm never actually going to ever be able to afford them, but like, yeah, like it's just never really been, you know, huge for me to do. Like I definitely want to kill a moose and a mountain lion. And obviously I'm going to hunt antelope this year, but yeah, like I meant, dude, I've hunted a bunch, man. Right. And, and I'm aware of that. And I'm, that's yeah. why I'm setting you up for this question. Cause you said you were like a budget minded guy, right? Yeah. 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 And we were talking about it. Like we're going to do, uh, like, so we had our, our public land deer camp for our, for our Patreons and it was freaking amazing, yeah. you know, yeah. like for, from a camp standpoint, Yeah. but we were talking about trying to do something like that out West and we were trying yeah. to figure out like, Oh, could we go hunt turkeys out West or something like that? Mm-hmm. But for like you were talking about the cost of tags, all that stuff, I think we're going to do a spring bear hunt. Oh yeah, that's out cool, there because the tags like you know maybe twenty five bucks more than a, a turkey tag. So it's like yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know it's cool that you came home with a bunch of turkeys, but if you came home with a bear skin, you know like no, yeah. different, you know not apples to apples. So for you with all the hunting that you've done and traveling out of state, going west, going south, going all around from a budget standpoint like what do you think is like the best like bang for your buck if you were going to go on a out of state or like a destination style hunt yeah um i don't know man i mean it's really what you like you know what i mean like there's a lot of dudes who like turkeys like there's a lot of dudes who like bear like dude i've killed i've killed two bears in my life i killed one out in montana in the spring that was a couple years ago and like dude i'm not like I'm not a big fan of the meat, man. So like for me to go back out and like target bear, whereas like, I'm not really going to enjoy the meat. is that ain't really like super, super much of a thrill for me. You know what I mean? But, uh, I, dude, that's like a tough question, man. Like you got to just do your research. Like it, it's going to cost you money regardless. You know what I mean? Like fuel prices, like how, how long your trip is, you know, like everything costs money, but like, dude turkey's not that expensive to do you know especially if you're trying to like save save money like i am like dude hit costco before you leave stock up on a lot of groceries you know what i mean so you're not actually out there spending money at gas stations and stuff like that and dude you're gonna lose weight man like you're not gonna eat the best like you're definitely gonna be hungry a little bit but like you just gotta suck it up you know and stay in your truck like dude it is not pretty by any standpoint you know what i mean but dude heck getting a hotel every single night that would have been like over 150 bucks you know what i mean but yeah, dude, I, I don't know, man. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Well, I'll, I'll rephrase it then. All yeah. Right. So let's say that I gave Lane. Yeah. Up, and you can't just pocket the money. And, okay. Okay. And, and, and say, it. And say, no, no, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> if I, if I said, here's a thousand dollars for you to go hunt anywhere you want 
anything, but it can't be within, it can't be in your home state and it can't be within like an hour drive. Like, so if you're like, you know, well, I live, you know, in Lancaster, so I'm going to drive, you know, to Maryland or I'm going to drive to Delaware or something like that. Like, you know, if you had a thousand dollars to hunt, not your own state and not like the adjacent state that's just over the turnpike or whatever. Yeah. What, what, um, dude, I, I love Kansas, man. There's just something about the Midwest. It's expensive. Like half that, half that a thousand dollars would right initially go to tag, at least for deer. You know what I mean? Like if I'm talking about from a deer standpoint, which for me, like I said, dude, I'm not a turkey hunter. Like I I like turkeys now, you know what I mean? But like, dude, I'm just a killer, but I, I like, I like freaking deer. So like, I'd rather put my eggs in the deer basket. I would probably hit Kansas with that 500 or with that, you know, 500 and then spend the rest of it for, you know, basically a free trip out there pretty much. Right. Cause Plus I think more, <laughs> cause I think that that's what holds a lot of guys back. It's like, well, I don't know where to go where I don't know, you know, and yeah. I, I, for us, like, you know, Ohio and even for you, like it's not that far. The tag's pretty no. cheap. There's, yeah. there's big deer in Ohio. Oh, wow. And I think it's a great, like, you know, f- first hunt, if you're going to go hunt like public or whatever and, and really get to see, you know, what the deer are, even just driving around and seeing deer in fields and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's some slammers, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Like the first, the first year that we went down there, like we got there late mm-hmm. and Frank and I were driving in there, you know, deer like bedded up with those like inside oh, yeah. a private fence and you're like, Oh my God, like seriously, dude. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the thing. Like I want to go, I want to go do some, like spot and stock, like ground hunting. That's what my brother does in, in South Dakota. Yeah. And uh, I think that that would be like the ultimate. I hunted a lot more on the ground this year and uh, I want to get out somewhere to do some stuff like that. But yeah, but there's so many people that are like budget conscious or they're like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money or if I'm going to spend money, I'm going to go to outfitter or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, from a guy that's, that's traveled around and done a lot of hunting, I think it, it holds a lot of weight, whether it's just that you like deer. So what draws you to Kansas? Like what's, why is, why is Kansas the spot? Just big bucks, man. And like, it's like, it's kind of a nice variety. Like you got that farmland, you know what I mean? You got all like little river bottoms, creek bottoms. You got some not crazy like mountains, but like, you know, there's hills out there and it's just, I don't know, man. There's something special about Kansas. Like just seeing the sunrise come up in Kansas. It's just like, dude, I'm in the Midwest, especially for like an Eastern boy. Like, dude, you know, you've looked at like North American whitetail or like any QDMA magazine, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, Kansas, 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 and you just see Slammer. So like growing up, man, I just was like, oh, Kansas, Iowa, you know what I mean? Missouri, like I want to go out there. I want to like live out there. I want to be out there. And then actually doing it this year, like, dude, it, it was nuts. You know, at least this was the first year that I deer hunted Kansas. And dude, I would go back in a heartbeat, like obviously. So did you have to... um did you uh, go on your first draw or did you have a point and then go? Nah, for when first draw. Okay. Yeah, first draw. We actually uh, put in as a group, so it kind of helped our odds a little bit. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I got buddies who freaking, dude, they like they saw that I was putting in. They're like, dude, well, screw it, man. I'll put in, too. We're like, by themselves. And, dude, they drew. You know what I mean? So, it, But then, like, another person that didn't was, like, Jake Bush. You know what I mean? So, it, like... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you're definitely taking a chance. And I mean, dude, you might, I might not even draw this year with my group, you know what I mean? Who who knows? Like, but if I don't, dude, I'm hitting Oklahoma. (laughs) 
And what's the system? I got my there? hunt license. What? I said, what's the system for Oklahoma? Do you got a draw or anything? Or is it nah, it's just over the counter. Yeah, it's just over the counter. I do. I saw some good deer stuff too. And I mean, I was seeing a lot of deer. And like you said, like it's a, it'd be a lot of that spot and stalking, dude, because all the trees, dude, it's like little brush trees. You know what I mean? Like you ain't getting a saddle on that. You ain't getting anything in there. So like you're pretty much ground hunting or spotting and stalking. But dude, I saw a pile of deer in Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm, well, from, from what I hear from you, uh, uh, I I may be hunting Kansas this year because I couldn't figure out like where to buy a point. Like, oh, yeah. I was just going to buy a point, so I just applied. Yeah, <laughs> so I just Ooh, applied man. for some random area. Like, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> what unit? You know? I don't know. Somewhere in the middle, it was like eleven and nine or eleven oh, yeah. and thirteen or something. Um, That's cool. I, I went on their website and looked and to see like where the most like uh, public Probably land is. bucks and everything so i was like i don't know but i couldn't figure out and like i had my buddies i was like hey you put in for a point for kansas and they're like okay and they could my one buddy called and then the other then at least he got to tell the other buddy like where to do it and i was like i didn't know i just applied so (laughs) yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll be in kansas dude that'd be sweet man well if you're in kansas let me know we'll try to meet up right but but yeah man um so what else you got for uh for guys that are like trying to do some some out-of-state turkey stuff like what, Dude, what, just do it, what, man. What like, tips? take take the leap, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, just freaking just do it, man. Like, you can do it. You can think about a lot of stuff in your head. Like, the entire way, driving out to Kansas, the entire way, dude. I was like, if I don't kill a bird in Kansas, like, I am the biggest failure, man. Like, the entire time I was just thinking, like, running over in my mind. Like, dude, I'm killing a bird. I'm killing a bird. I'm going to kill a bird. Like, you know, and just freaking making it happen, dude. You know, like don't be afraid you know change up the tactics be aggressive dude and that's how i killed all these birds was like making moves on them if i would have just sat back and been like i don't know like i hate to say a traditional turkey hunter but like one that just like all right i'm killing this turkey right here on this tree you know what i mean and just call and call and call dude i wouldn't have killed i might have killed an eastern you know what i mean but like dude they're like you got to get in these birds bubbles and like be aggressive with them at least that's my that's my thinking so from from that standpoint, and that's one thing, like, watching that Kansas video, I was wondering, yeah. because you say, oh, well, I'm not a turkey guy, I'm a deer guy. Yeah. Um, and I think it gets in a lot of people's heads, about, and, and it gets in my head, because my father-in-law, Frank, yeah. is an excellent, like, turkey caller. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like I've learned a lot from him, and, like, I can hold my own, but I don't have the confidence to be like, oh, I know that turkey's coming, like, whether, you know, I heard him gobble, and, like, now I'm, we're just going to sit here for two hours, because I know he's going to work his way over here. Like, no, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to get closer to him, I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going on, because yeah. I don't really have the confidence to call that bird to me. Like, I've done yes. it. I mean, I've killed birds that I've called in, you know, yep. from a long ways away, but not you know, in my head, I don't have that confidence. So um, that that was why it was so cool with the gun. Cause I'm like, we're moving. <laughs> like we're going to oh, yeah. go, we're going to go. Like you said, I'm going to go till I can locate those birds. And then I can, yeah. I'm confident that I can draw the hens to me. They're either going to take their birds away or they're just going to slowly work, work to me. And yeah. that's what, that's what was happening. But, but yeah. for you as like a self-proclaimed, not Turkey guy, like where are you at with the confidence and, in, in, in calling and all that? Cause you didn't, you didn't seem to call, that much you know on there it's just more of like the tactics type stuff so yeah dude that's yeah i mean like dude i'm not a good caller man i'll be the first to admit it you know what i mean like i don't i'm not you know i ain't sitting here saying dude i'm I'm gonna enter the national wild turkey federation calling contest next year dude 
not turkey calling sucks, you know what I mean? But just like having that mindset of like the entire time those birds worked out in that field, all I was thinking about was, dang, dude, if I would have set up differently this morning right off the bat and been in that dead tree, I would have already had a bird dead. And then I was like, if, I, if they like go back in the woods, I got, I got to do something because they're not coming up top here. Like there's no, I was sitting here calling all morning like you seen, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't think I was like over calling, but like every time I'd call, man, they'd gobble, you know? And like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't really know, man. Just freaking, you know, just trusting your gut pretty much. Once they work back in the woods and I seen like, all right, they're in the woods. They're probably not going to see me if I make this quick move and use like cover to my advantage. You know, I didn't, I didn't cut right across the field and like, you know, just freaking run over there. Like, dude, I was real stealthy. Like it took me a while, you know, got my feet wet a little bit. Like and just slowly just worked over, dude. And just freaking like I pinned, I pinned where that dead tree was about. And I was like, all right, I got to use that Creek bottom, get the whole way over there and then just pop up and be right in that tree. And that's what I did dude. And then I sat there for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, maybe a little longer. And then he finally gobbled and I was like, all right, man, He's in here and he's probably going to come back out is my guess. And sure enough, that's what he did. So like from, I guess, back to the gear type side of it, just, just real quick because of the way that you set up and kind of what you were talking about there, like what was your decoy decoy setup, and what was your thoughts on using the decoy that, you know, maybe even didn't even match the turkeys that you were hunting. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a, like I said, dude, I'm a cheap dude. So like, I don't have a nice, I don't have any DSD or avian X's or like anything like that. Like I got a freaking flex tone. Like I think I got it when Kenzie's was having their spring sale, you know what I mean? For like 20 some bucks. Like, dude, it's nice. It's, I mean, it looks decent, but yeah, that's, that's really the only decoy I use. And I, I hate, I hate wearing vests, dude. So like, I don't have a turkey vest. I have a little like fanny pack that I got from this army surplus tour for like 10 bucks dude it holds everything i need man you know and then i got that that trophy line backpack that i was using for deer season pretty much just in the saddle thing boop strap that decoy right in that's just was my pack you know what i mean and yeah like decoy situation i meant it really just depends on what you're hunting in time of year you know if i was going out early season i probably i also have like a flex tone freaking full body strutter you know what i mean i, I would probably would have took that thing and that flex tone hen but like since it was so late i was like dude i I'm not taking a freaking strutter decoy. I'm just running with a hen, you know, and honest to God, like since it was open field, I really think that's like kind of what killed that bird because I called. And if you look in the video, like he had a hen with him, you know, and he's following that hen. He kind of turns and you can kind of see him like get, get like, he sees the decoy and he's like, all right, there's a turkey over here. I'm going to go like check it out. You know what I mean? And then he just freaking comes right in and that's when I shoot him. But so I, I like, I think, it's all really situational, you know, using decoys and stuff. Like if you're in thick cover or like, you know, in some hardwood stuff where you can't really see super far, is it super important to use a decoy? Probably not. But like in a field situation, it's, I'd say it's pretty important to use a decoy. I feel like you're getting better at this podcasting stuff. Cause you just use situational. Like if we were playing podcast bingo, like check it off. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> My bad, dude. I, I suck at this podcast, dude. It's just fun. Kind of just talking and bullshitting with you. You know what I mean? But like, dude, I like, dude, I'm not, you know, anything I do is not like, it's just what I did at the time and it freaking felt right. And it might've worked. It might not have worked, but that's just kind of my takeaway from it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I love it because like, that's why I like, like, I'm going to say it in the intro of this 
like if if yeah. this guy if Lane doesn't get you like pumped up to go hunt like out of state and like you, you know then then yeah. you're you're in this for the wrong reasons right <laughs> and, and and that's what I that's what I love about it because people they they I mean I've we've killed a lot of turkeys like in the timber with no with no decoys I've had plenty of perfect decoy setups that turkeys yep. come down see the decoys and they're gone so oh, yeah. so like going to other states going and and you know for you running the single hen like yeah. like I, I think that that's important because i think for the listener like everybody wants to remember that you need you gotta have david smith decoys you know like <laughs> you gotta have like my my avian x decoys the one that i shot with the broadhead and i got yeah. it, it's filled with foam right now <laughs> you know because yeah. Because, you know, that's, it looks nice, but it, you know, can't take a hit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah. but it just ends up regular guys that are passionate. It's like the passion that comes through. Like, that's why, you know, there's, there's so many experts out there, you know, these, these armchair uh, experts. And there's so many guys that go out and, and they may have done exactly what you did. Yeah. And and now they're the authority on it, right? And so yeah. it, it's very intimidating for guys to listen to and say, "Oh, I can do that." No, that guy's awesome. Like he, he's a great caller. He's got these great decoys, you know. He's yeah. got the truck top camper thing, you know. He's got all the <laughs> all the stuff. Like I don't have that, so I can't do that. And then you talk to you, and you're just you know like, man, if I could save another twenty five bucks, like that's oh, yeah. that's you know some more gas money, you know. Yeah, I, I think that that's 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 what we need more of and we need in, you know, your, your video and you're putting your stuff out there and you're, you know, you're doing that at a high level too. Yeah. But like your priorities, I think are more in line with our priorities and in the listener priorities, you know? So, yeah. so that's, that's the thing. I just think that there's so many in the situational thing. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that are really, really good, like killers, that mm-hmm. that that have a hard time articulating like what they what they see because they go out there and they see this and whatever but in your situation there like you didn't have you know a spread of decoys like to choose from and yeah. you had limited space in your vehicle even if you did want like you know you don't I don't like carrying a big strutting decoy like oh, yeah, with me, like from here to the public land. So I'm not carrying it across freaking halfway across the country in, you know, I've got to move it to sleep. Right. That's not, yeah. it's not happening. So, yeah. so I think that that's, that's the important part of all of this is like I said, like your energy and like your ability to go out and do it and just say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, and, yeah. you know, then, then you're successful too. You know, that's what I think is, is great. It's you don't have to be an expert. I mean, I think your um, successes kind of speak for themselves at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, dude. I, I'm not an expert, dude. I'm 26 years old, man. Like I'm still just a baby at all this. You know what I mean? Like I'm still just learning. And like, dude, I, I don't know. Like, dude, I learn the best when I actually like go out and do something and try new things and experience stuff. So like. You know, I've had, I've like, I've already done these out of state trips a lot, like, you know, and I've kind of just learned over the years, like, all right, what's important to take, what's not, you know what I mean? And just like the organization of the vehicle, just like, I I don't know, man, just everything, but you're not going to learn it by just like 
listening to me or listening to anyone and try to explain it. Like you're only going to learn stuff by actually getting up and doing it for yourself, you know? So, yeah, no. And, and, and that's, that's why I love talking to you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's that attitude right there is, you know, you can, we, we second guess our, like you said, driving out to Kansas, like I'm going to be such a failure if I don't kill something, you know? Yeah. And like, the the inverse of that is driving home and not killing anything. And you're like, mm-hmm. man, I suck. Like this is terrible. Yeah, like, or or the opposite of it, and like, man, like that was a great time. You know, like you taking the good stuff out of it, like back and forth, right? Yeah. It's like I think a lot of people are really like super hard on themselves because, you know, you spent money to go do that, and like you weren't at work. Like it, it yeah. you know, you don't. It isn't like a contest. Yeah. All the time. And there's some people that would fight me tooth and nail. Like <laughs> if I'm if I'm going out there, I'm shooting the spike or four point on the last day because I'm not coming home with nothing. And it's like yeah. I don't know. That's not me yeah. either, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's all what you want, man. It's all what you want. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong, I've shot plenty of spikes, I've shot plenty of jakes, you know what I mean? Like it's what I wanted at the time, man. So it, it really it boils down to like the person you are and what makes it successful. You know, like, yeah, I said I was like, I was going to be a failure if I didn't come home with Kansas with a bird. But like, honestly, I just didn't want to come home, like <laughs> not killing anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, I just, I like, yeah, success for me. I hate saying it, but like, dude, I like killing stuff. So like success for me is killing, you know what I mean? But I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. If I could spend time deer scouting too in Kansas and not have killed a bird, dude, I would have been just as happy with that too. I've been like, well, you know what? This fall, if I draw, I'm going out to Kansas and I got a solid, solid game plan of where I'm going to hunt, you know? So. Yeah. And I think that goes to the the time in the woods and like the getting out there and doing it thing. So, yeah, man, it, that's freaking awesome. So, dude, I really appreciate having you on here and, uh, yeah. you know, taking some time. I know you're you're busy, dude, too. You know, <laughs> try, yeah, try I'm about to wake up. What'd you say? I say just, just out trying to make some money so you can go do some some more hunting yeah. work, work less hunt more you know oh i know dude I'm, <laughs> I'm about to wake up at like two o'clock here and drive down to maryland to hunt for like two hours before i go to work but it's all right it'll be worth it <laughs> so we we always ask you know we didn't talk much bow hunting on here we'll have to we'll have to uh reconvene later on in, in the yeah, year yeah, yeah. but uh what's your bow setup like what are you shooting no uh, i just got that uh PSE Mach 34 right now. And dude, honestly, like I haven't been shooting a lot. I had an Evo uh, FX 30 that I actually just sold to my buddy. But yeah, I'm going to be using the Mach 34 this year. I'm not like, dude, it's light. It's a carbon bow. Like it's so nice. But the only thing that I'm kind of kicking myself in is like, it's 34, like axle, axle. It's just, like hunting on the ground, hunting out of the saddle, hunting how I do it might be a little rough but we'll see this will be like my longest actual actual bow i had i had like a 33 inch one before and i'm in it it shot good you know so i I don't know like i'm i'm gonna be happy to try it i haven't really been shooting a whole lot to be honest with you like here directly i'm gonna start like you know fine-tuning it and like really shooting a lot but i've just been kind of focusing on turkey right now and just working trying to save you know so what's the the setup like? What sight and rest and all that arrow? Oh, just everything? yeah, just whatever that Redline company gave me. So I got an RL uh, one, I think, single pin. Got like a Redline uh, eight inch stabilizer. No, six inch stabilizer. Got their five arrow quiver on it, and then I got a QAD 
uh, ultra rest or whatever. So, yeah, I just ordered one of those, uh, RL ones for Frank for, for tack. And, uh, oh, I've got guys. one, I got the carbon one right there. Um, yeah. that's RL three. I love that. That five arrow quiver is freaking awesome. Like, I love that thing. It, it, dude, it's light, but I don't like the bracket for it. I was it's just like, going to say, it's like hard to get in and out of there. Dude, it's a pain, dude. Like sometimes even during this hunt season, like I'd have to take an arrow out and like rack it, you know what I mean? And then like, it, yeah, it was kind of a pain to be honest with you. Like I figured it out a little bit more and it's kind of gotten a little smoother, but there've been times where it like just bunches up on me and I'm like, dude, this is a pain in the dick. You know what I yeah. mean? But, oh yeah, it. And that is exactly what I was going to say. And I even talked yeah. to them about it and they're like, oh, I think it'll like loosen up over time. But it's like, it just doesn't, it's just like too, too tight. And actually I may just sand it down because I think it'll yeah. slide in there like on yeah. the bracket. But, but I really do like that, that quiver compared to like some of the other ones that I've been running and, and, yeah. and, and I, I do like that. Um, yeah. But, but What's yeah. What's your opinion on the sites? Do you like their sites too? So that's why I had. I mean, like I said, I just ordered one. Like they yeah. sent me one and then they were like, oh, there's might be a problem with that one or whatever. So they sent me this one. And I hunted with it last year and like I got them like even before they came out. Maybe you did too. Oh, I did too. Mine, mine doesn't even have the red line like symbol. Oh, it does, but it's upside down. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I got I got one of the first ones, dude. Yeah. So we completely like deconstructed it and changed it because like yeah. we, I couldn't get it like down as far as I could. So we were like, if we flip this housing over, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so I was on the phone with the. Um, the guy that yeah. designed the site, like out in Montana, yeah, and uh, we were we were like working through the whole thing. But the only thing I don't like about this site really is shooting indoors. Like the pins aren't bright enough. Yeah, and we talked about that. Like the fiber in it could be a little better. Like they went mm-hmm. with like a medium range thing, and that's why they gave you that sight light. Yeah, in the sight light. It isn't bright enough. Like it's not, and it's not user friendly. Like that's what I don't like about it. Yeah, but, I haven't. Dude, I haven't even put my like flashlight or whatever the sight light on. I, dude, I haven't put it on. But just like just the sight tape they give you, dude, is junk. Like I've just basically like make my own lines on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got like both sides of that. Like I, I don't mind it. Like I just actually took old. I, I have it cut up right there. Yeah. Or my my brother in law, I we went and because we're getting ready for the Michigan tack. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, we set up the the site for for him, but it's a old um, uh, spot hog, yeah. and he doesn't know where anything is. It's like I gave him all the stuff, and he's like, I don't know where the tapes are. So I took yeah. we shot it all the way out to like ninety three, no yeah. eighty eighty, and. Uh, so we just marked it all off and then I came back here and found those red line tapes and I took one and just lined it all up. And so now he's yeah. got a tape for that, but yeah. I, I don't like those vertical ones. Like I really like the wheel style. Yeah, the HHA ones of dude are sick, man. Well, just the, the way that the site tape is like, yeah. cause you don't, I don't know. And it's just me, but like, I've always had it where like it either goes up past it or down below. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think the the wheel having the tape on the wheel is better, and that's what the spot hog one does. But yeah, the, nice. but my thing is, is like why we ordered that one is for the money. If you're going to order a single pin slider site for 130 bucks, like it's hard to beat. Because I when okay. I when I got it, I fully expected it to be like all polymer and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like aluminum, like nice. Yeah. Um, and then the carbon ones like super light, but the housing like everything is like sturdy and mm-hmm. i i think 
if I were to gauge like from what you've told me, you're a lot more like me than most of the other guys. And yeah. what I mean by that is like, I use the shit out of my stuff. Oh, and I my, stuff piss out of it. My dude. maintenance is very, very little. Like, (laughs) and so, and so I need it to be able to withstand like what I'm going to do to it, you know? Oh, I know. 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 So, so that's another thing that I like about their site is that it's, I don't feel like I'm going to break it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, like that, that stuff's good. Like for the money, like it's great. My, you know, it's hard to compare it to the HHA site. Because yeah. it's a five hundred and forty dollar site or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. You know. I mean, yeah. same thing with your bow, though. I mean, two thousand dollar bow, like bare bow. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I meant like, like I said before, man, I want cheap wads. So like, you put two and two together, but <laughs> yeah, how much did I pay for this bow? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah. But yeah, man. So if people want to follow along with your, like they want to see, I'll, I'm going to post the video like online, like on our oh, website yeah. too. Cool, man. But, but like if people want to follow along, like what you're doing and like follow along with your, your exploits, where, where yes. can they do that? Yeah. So Instagram, uh, in the presence hunt, I run that account. And then also I post on my own account, you know, Lane Eisner. And then if you look on YouTube in the presence hunting, I'll pop right up for you. Pretty much every hunt we talked about on here. Uh, is, been, is on there you know you can go on and watch it i'm sure when you be hearing this i'm sure maybe a turkey episode or two will be out you know maybe maybe oklahoma maybe new mexico but so far i got the kansas one out but yeah awesome dude i i appreciate it and uh you know good luck to the rest of the season i'm sure we'll catch up here or there oh yeah sounds good but yeah thanks for having me on but i appreciate it it's fun, always fun talking to you yeah no problem all right have a good one <laughs>